You are listening to the ESPN-UP Coach's Corner with Tanner Hoops. I'm glad to have you along this Friday afternoon. Not many of these left here before we get into the postseason, the district tournament, what have you. We're going to talk with coaches over the course of the next hour, get their thoughts on their team and where their program is as they get set for what they're hoping will be deep tournament runs. Before we hit the phone line and do that, though, let's start, as always, by taking a look at the upcoming schedule for this evening. On the girls' side of things, not nearly as full as on the guys' side, but some quality games nonetheless. Tonight, of course, we'll have Westwood Patriot Girls Basketball at Nagani right here on ESPN-UP. Pre-game right around 7 o'clock, tip-off set for 7.15. It's going to be a fun one. Always is at Lakeview. It's going to be a tournament atmosphere, and there might just be a little history. That's my tease. Can't reveal much more than that, but there might be a little history that's unveiled tonight when Westwood battles Nagani. You're not going to want to miss that game. Plus, the Patriots a chance to lock up their second consecutive mid-pen title. Elsewhere in girls' basketball in the UP tonight, Iron Mountain is home with Kingsford. Superior Central will welcome Munising, and Ironwood is at Bessemer. That's it. That's the girls' slate for this evening. One game around the UP tomorrow, St. Ignace is home when they take on downstate opponent Goodrich. How about on the boys' side of things where the slate is much more full this evening. In a great northern battle, Menominee will visit Gladstone. Calumet is home with Gwyn. Iron Mountain will welcome Hancock. Ishpeming on the road taking on Manistique. Lakeland and Hubble is home with Jeffers. Dollar Bay is at Republic Michigami. Barriga goes on the road to take on Ewan Trout Creek. Wakefield Marinesco home with Watersmeet. Ironwood home against Mellon, Wisconsin. Forest Park will welcome Bark River Harris. Carney Nato is at North Dickinson. North Central is home with Norway. Munising is at Superior Central. That game Part of a doubleheader. Rapid River is at Midpen. Engadine is home with Brimley. Detour will be at Newberry. St. Ignace is home with Rudyard. And Pickford will visit Cedarville. That's a look around the girls' and boys' slate in the UP this evening. Let's take a timeout. We'll talk with coaches next here in ESPN UP. During winter, travel conditions can change mile to mile and minute to minute. Prepare for cold, wind, drifting snow, freezing rain, and other surprises. Always remember speed limits are for when pavement is clear and dry. Focus on getting to your destination safely and watch for cyclists and pedestrians, even if it means extra travel time. If there is ice and snow, take it slow. A winter safety message brought to you by Eagle Mine. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorken-Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there is a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorken-Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kirk Corcoran. His team 16-1 getting set for a showdown with Nagani. Coach, going back to Monday night, a 38-37 win against Gwynn, a thriller that came right down to the end. Tell me about that one from your perspective. Yeah, that game was a lot of fun. Uh, me and me and Ben, um, we both started coaching the same year. Um, we've had a, a lot of real good battles, uh, most of them in 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 his gym uh, down in Gwynn. But uh, we knew we knew Gwynn was going to be good. Um, I think Gwynn uh, has they, they're playing that underdog role to a T. Um, they I think they enjoy being the underdog. 
Um, they enjoy the fact that not a lot of people are talking about them. Um, they haven't been in the top five uh, UP SSA polls. Uh, and they probably feel a little bit slighted, and that's just feeding into their motivation going into the tournament. I, I know it is. I know I I, uh, I can see it on their faces. I can see it in their when they were warming up. Um, they uh, they remind me a lot of of my team last year when uh, we were just we were hungry to uh, to prove prove people wrong and um, they're 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 a very dangerous team obviously they uh, taken down Nagani holding Nagani to like 28 points the other night well the night after they played us um, so they've got an uh, explosive player in in Delmont and we knew that and Emily Curtis has been playing phenomenal lately so uh, we we had our hands full for sure and um, but I, I'm proud of my girls for not backing down and not folding because we had every opportunity to to fold uh, down five with just a minute to go. So uh, it was it was a great game. I thought we hit some huge shots. Natalie stepped in, took a big charge. Tessa had an incredible step back three. Uh, then Natalie came down and hit that and one just uh, as the as the clock was running down, and we were fortunate to steal one out of there. Coach, I think you hit the nail on the head talking about some of the big plays down the stretch. Natalie made two of them. Tessa stepped back three. In your mind, where did the tide change for your team? The tide changed. The, the, the whole game rested on that that charge. I thought. Um, I mean, Tessa Tessa's big three to tie it up. Like we were, um, we we never got down more than five points, so it was never a, a panic situation. But it was it was a minute and a half left to go in the game, and we. We needed to play. We needed a bucket. And Tessa with, uh, hit that incredible step-back three-pointer. Uh, that was like just next-level stuff right there. We were watching it in slow motion. I must, I must have watched it a hundred times just in awe of what she was able to do and create create space there against against Delmont. Uh, but, um, so that, that tied it up. But when, when Marissa came down, drove the lane, and from my, per, from my view, looked like, she Marissa uh, got a old fashioned three point play. She looked like she made the made the bucket. Uh, uh, the referee called the called the foul, and I thought uh, obviously right away. I'm like, oh my god! They just came down. They hit the big bucket, and it was a it was called a charge. And that was that was when you could see the momentum kind of uh, uh, let out of their sails, and, and we got the momentum back right there. So uh, it was. I mean. You can pick your poison. Which one of the three was the biggest one? I don't know, but it really seemed like that charge kind of kind of let the wind out of their sails. Coach, you trailed by five with 529 to go in that game. What would you do to help you get back into it down the stretch? We just we just played. You know, everybody talks about adjustments all the time, and we just got back to what we do. You know, we were – Gwyn was playing incredible defense. Uh, they, they know what we run. We, we know what they run. Uh, but they just, they were able to slow us down. We didn't get a lot of transition buckets that night because they like, they were trying to slow the tempo of the game down and control the game. So we, um, we just, we let our, I, you know, I got, I got a couple of really, really good basketball players on the team. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a, I didn't, it wasn't a play that was called. I didn't tell Tessa to, to, uh, shoot a step back three pointer. I didn't tell Natalie to go, uh, five out, drive the lane. It was, those were just girls, good basketball players making good basketball plays. Well, Coach, tell me about this week in practice as you gear up for the minors. We are, it's, it's 
nice. I, I actually hate, as a coach, I hate Monday, Friday weeks because it just makes the week seem really, really long. But that gives us, uh, ample time to prepare for Nagani. And I've, I've joked throughout the year. I've seen Nagani play probably 10 times in person this year. So I'm pretty familiar with them. I know they're really familiar with us. Uh, so there's really not, uh, we, we gotta go out and play, play our style. We can focus on Nagani all we want and we will we'll have our walkthroughs and and whatnot but uh, we we got to focus on us and 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 get back to doing what we do well and uh hopefully hopefully not you know 38 points we're lucky to get out of there with a win scoring 38 points we luckily uh held going to 37 so um try to we want to try to score some more uh but you know they're gonna they're gonna lock down on us. You got one of the premier defenders in Chloe Norman. Uh, gonna try to do her best on on Tessa Lease, and uh, we just gotta we gotta play play. A, uh, it's gonna be a tournament atmosphere, so we just gotta play our best basketball. Do you take anything away from the first meeting with them? A forty five thirty five win back at your place. Yeah, well, we we watched that film too, just as reminders. Um, the the all of the different little. Uh, cues that we try to to uh, do on defense, and uh, you know, Alyssa Hill, Alyssa Hill and Chloe Norman are the the vast majority of their of their offense, and so we gotta we gotta make it difficult on them. We gotta try to keep the ball out of Alyssa's hands uh, because when she catches it down down low, she's she's probably gonna score. We gotta keep Chloe Norman from penetrating. She's also a great shooter, so uh, her and Tessa. We're gonna have a, a great battle uh, throughout the throughout the game, and and uh, you know Maddie Maddie was just held the two points the other night, but Emily Curtis did a fantastic job on her. But uh, you, I'd, you'd be hard pressed to hold Maddie, uh, you know, into single digits two games in a row. So I think Maddie's gonna be looking to have a, a big game against against Nagani in the tournament atmosphere and try to send us into the final week of the season on a high note. Well, you have a chance to clinch the conference title outright for the second year in a row with a win either against Nagani or Gwynn. Is that on your mind at all as you prepare for Friday? Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. Uh, we've, we, that's something we talk about. I mean, is it, is it a goal? Um, yeah, I guess it's a, I guess it's a goal, but it's, it's not a, it's not one of our top goals. I mean, we, it's just nice to be able to put some hardware in a trophy case, put another plaque on the wall. Uh, but, but, you know, we got to, we got our work cut out for us in the districts of, you know, Glenn flying under everybody's radar and kind of flying under our radar there for a little while too. And it's like, oh, here we go again. We got Westwood, Nagani, and Glenn this year. All probably one of the tougher districts in the UP, if not all of Division Three. So, yeah, it'll be nice to if if we could wrap up the conference. But uh, that's just that's just scratching the surface. We got a lot lot of work ahead of us because. Uh, if, if that's all that we got this year, we would be highly disappointed. Coach, I've got to ask you, district pairings came out last weekend. Give me your thoughts on your road through the tournament. Uh, this, uh, we got the one seed, right, which is what you want. It's what you fight for. Uh, just disappointed in the way that the brackets were uh, randomly drawn, as they as they say. I think as a one seed, uh, you you you'd like to get a bye. You'd like to get some home games, but we, uh, as it turns out, if we were able to keep winning, we'd have to play three games and we'd get one one home game. But it's it's really not any different than it has been in the past, other than we're not going to face 
Nagani in the first round like we have the past couple of years. But if the if it was the way that it used to be, uh, we would we might have to travel to Gwyn every single game or travel to Nagani every single game. So it's really no different than it has been, which which is a little bit gives a little bit of a sour taste because. We, everybody was excited when they found out they were going to be seeding the tournament because we thought it was going to be better. And it just isn't, so it just kind of feels the same. Coach, lastly, give us an update on your JV in the lower levels of your program. JV, uh, they are going to be fighting for a... Uh, I think Nagani's going to run away with the conference. Uh, Nagani, I think, only has one loss. But our JVs, like being uh, made up of mostly freshmen... I have done a fantastic job. They're going to be uh, right around 500, which is probably um, probably exceeded Coach Coach Skew's um, expectations. So I think there's going to be three girls that come up and, uh, for the tournament, three sophomores that come up, and I think they're going to be able to contribute, and I think they're going to be ready to for the next level. Kirk Corcoran, Westwood Girls Basketball Head Coach, his team getting set to take on Nagani at Lakeview Gym. Appreciate the time as always, Kurt. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dan. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. MBank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with MBank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision making that moves at the speed your business moves. MBank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let MBank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani girls basketball with head coach Mike O'Donnell. His team 13-5, and five, they get set to welcome Westwood tonight. Coach, going back to the Gwynn game earlier this week, a defensive battle between two really good squads. Tell me about that one from your perspective. Yeah, um, like you said, there was a lot of good defense being played. Um, you know, we saw, we saw Gwynn defend Westwood really well on, on Monday night. You know, we, we were expecting a lot of the same, and that's exactly what we saw. We struggled offensively, and you got to give Gwen the credit for that. They uh, they did some things, and they they played with high energy, and um, took us out of a lot of the spots that we, you know, the comfortable spots for us. So we try to get the ball and, and, and look for. They took us out of those things. Um, you know, and it was good. I think having that film and being able to go back and look at that, which we did the next day, uh, was good for us. Uh, you know, because as you get better scouted and into this part of the year and into March, um, you know there's there's not going to be a lot of secrets, and you have to learn how to how to go to your second and third options. And it was a good reminder for us uh, that some things that we need to get to. So, um, you know, it's always tough to get a loss and um, and on the road, but you know, you hope we we learn from it and we're better because of it. Mike, were the shots just not falling Tuesday night, or was Gwyn just not giving you some very opportune looks? You know, I, it was it was a little bit of both. Um, 
I guess that Gwynn really took us out of those those spots. Um, other than Alyssa got got loose a few times underneath, um, but they did push us out onto the perimeter, and we, we struggled from the perimeter. Um, you know, we did get to the free throw line a few times early. We missed some free throws. Uh, I think you know we only ended up four for eleven from the free throw line, so left some points off the board there. Um, but yeah, like I said, you give them credit because they did force us out to the perimeter, and you know on the road. You don't like to you don't like to settle on the perimeter. You want to attack the basket. Uh, you want to get that ball down low, and you know we we seem to settle a lot, which we saw in the film. Our girls kind of saw where you could see things maybe starting to come open, and then all of a sudden we fire a shot up. So um, again, good things to look at and good things to discuss as we move forward. Coach, how about your defensive effort? Because Gwynn is a team with a lot of explosive players. You hold them to thirty-seven. What were you doing well on defense? I think, you know, we defended the ball screen well. Uh, other than Delmont getting loose on us a few times, which, you know, every time we see her play, it, it happens. You know, she's a good player. Uh, she really knows how to run that ball screen, uh, our ball screen very well. Um, she's going to get loose here and there, and she did a few times. But for the most part, we defended it well. Um, you know, we're one area they hurt us in was, was offensive rebounding, and we saw that against Weston, too. So I was hoping we were going to be a little bit better on the uh, defensive boards, uh, but they did beat us, for, especially in the first half. Three, I think there was three uh, putbacks, and two of them they got fouled on and made three-point plays out of them. Uh, but again, we, you know, I thought we understood what they were trying to do. Um, we, we defended well initially, and now we just got to finish possessions on uh, a few of those. And again, you hold them under 40 points, you, you hope you, you like your chances at winning, uh, but our offensive game just wasn't there. Well, Coach, now as you get set to turn the page and transition to looking at Westwood, tell me about practice this week. Well, yeah, we, you know, again, we used Wednesday a little more for ourselves and looking at ourselves. Where, you know, typically on a Tuesday, Friday, we, we flip right into the sex opponent on Wednesday, but we felt there was enough there that we needed to write, you know, especially offensive-wise. Otherwise, it's going to be a long night Friday tonight. Um, playing against West is another team that's going to know you well, and they're good defenders, good athletes. So we kind of spent a little more time on ourselves Wednesday and tweaked some things, and, uh, you know. And then last night we dove in heavy to uh, to Westwood, and you know, film and, and on court walkthroughs and stuff like that. Um, Westwood gives you a lot to digest. They, they they've got a couple different defenses they'll throw at you. Offensively, they run a lot of different schemes. Well, Coach, you played Westwood about a month ago. Do you take anything away from that first meeting? Yeah, you know, I, I think, number one, our girls um, had some confidence coming out of there. You know, um, you know, obviously, they know where Westwood was last year and what they are this year with basically having the same team plus, you know, a little more added reinforcement. Um, they gave us confidence that, you know, hey, we can play with them. Um, and... I just think, you know, we got exposed in a couple areas. Uh, that, that side ball screen, side-to-side ball screen um, was tough for us to defend, especially, you know, Patron got loose on us a few times. I'm not sorry, um, Profit got loose for us a few times. And, you know, just understanding where the help needs to come from and those different things. Now, it's a different story because Patron did not play against us the first time. She adds a whole other element with her being able to hit the step out and hit that 15-foot jump shot. Now you can't really 
from the weak side. Um, you know, she makes it, she makes it difficult to, to really send reinforcements um, to the ball screen, screen and roll. And Wesley does such a good job of isolating. Um, they run that isolation offense as well. So, um, you know, we, we, we were happy with, with how we competed. Um, we thought we left a few things on the floor executing-wise. Um, but now I know this game is going to be a bit, going to be a different game with Patron in there. Well, Coach, still a chance to share the mid-pen title with a win denied. Westwood could lose to Gwynn next week. Is that in the back of your team's mind as you gear up for him tonight? Um, you know, I, I think it was in the back of our mind. You know, Tuesday was a big loss for us uh, You know, in that regard. Losing a, a win kind of you know, makes it really difficult. But yeah, like you said, there's still a chance. you got to come out and win tonight and then just uh, you see where the cards fall after that but um like you said if you can't win tonight then it's then it's really out of out of your reach so uh, you take care of what you can take care of and uh and you move forward what's the biggest key for your team to be successful tonight i think we we need to uh we need to score you know um, obviously with westwood's firepower um you know we can't be down under uh, I think we scored what 30, 34, 35 last game. Uh, you know, we got to get up over forty points. Um, offensively, we just we have to be better, especially you know than we were last game and better than we were Tuesday night. Um, we we have to attack and, and try to set up our shooters. I thought we didn't do a great job of that at Westwood. Um, there was a lot of individual creating. We need to create more for each other. Um, and then we have to be sharp defensively, you know, like I said, with, with Westwood, with the different firepower they have, the scoring they can get from multiple girls, and the sets they run, you know, we really have to be locked in um, or, or they lose you. And, um, and then on the other end of that, we have to handle the ball. You know, Westwood, they bring the pressure, they, they jump into that half-court trap. Um, you know, we're going to have, we're going to see a lot of different things and we have to take care of the ball and not let them get out in transition and get those easy buckets. Well, Coach, first time we've had the chance to talk since the district draws came out. Give me your thoughts on your draw and the district as a whole. Well, um, you know, I guess being the non-traditional, uh, we, we kind of had the advantage in, in being a two-seed and getting uh, the home court in the first game. I think that was, that was big for us. Um, you know, we're going to see Gwynn, who obviously we just lost to, and it's going to be a quick turnaround, and you see him again. Um, you know, so we, we feel good about being on our home floor, but we know it's just, just going to be a war. And uh, obviously you can't really look too much past that first game because, um, you know, for all the reasons you don't win that, you're, you're done. So um, we're going to focus in on that one, um, you know, with a chance to, to possibly move forward, it kind of set up for us or for whoever is that person coming out of that top seed. You know, it sets up for them and, uh, against the one seed. You know, it, again, there's a lot of griping about the, the brackets, and the way the MHSA did them. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if in the future and going forward if they kind of tweak it or if they leave it the same because um, it is interesting how it sets up, uh, especially in our, our district, um, the 16. But... Um, you know, we, we like the chance that we're going to be at home the first game, but we know we're going to have a really tough game with Gwen. Coach, lastly, give us an update on your JV, their season in the lower levels of your program. Sure. Um, well, the JVs have been phenomenal. You know, they're still uh, their only loss this year has been to Escanaba, down at Escanaba. 
Um, you know, and I know they would have liked another shot. Uh, they Escanaba ran him out of the gym that night. You know, I think they were a little disappointed they didn't get to see him again this year. And uh, revenge is out last. But, yeah, other than that, they, they've been phenomenal. Um, they've locked up the conference. Uh, and, you know, um, we, we actually pulled up one of the girls. Emily Goff here will be with us. She's been with us the last two games. Um, so for them to just, you know, take a, a starter and a, a heavy role player for them out of there, they've kind of had to adjust what they're doing or rely on some other girls the last couple games and then moving forward down the stretch. So get some girls some good experience. And, um, yeah, we're, we're excited about what they're doing there and, you know, what we'll be able to get off that team uh, after, after this year and moving forward. Mike O'Donnell, head girls basketball coach in Nagani. His team welcomes Westwood later tonight. Appreciate the time as always, Mike. We'll see you tonight, and uh, best of luck going forward. All right, thank you, Dennis. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision and Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. We don't wallpaper. We won't choose your paint colors. But we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The mortgage team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, make it happen with First Bank. First Bank, Marquette Ishpeming. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to approval, fees may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette boys basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. His team 2-0 after this week. Coach wins over Green Bay East and Nagani last night. Tell me about this week for your squad. Well, obviously the wins and losses of success. And, you know, <clears throat> part of my guy Saturday for not having a letdown. You know, we played Vesky on Thursday and then I was really worried going into that Green Bay game of having just a, a letdown game after, you know, <clears throat> being in the environment we were in on Thursday, playing for for hardware on Thursday, and then coming in against a, a non-familiar opponent in Green Bay East. Um, you know, that kind of worried me. But we were able to have a really good second quarter, made some adjustments, and we were able to kind of expand the lead a little bit and make it a pretty comfortable win for us. So that was good for us, seeing somebody that we weren't really familiar with. Uh it's fun as a coach. I think the players like it. You know, it's different than playing the local teams and, and things like that. And then, obviously, last night, everybody knew that was going to be a good game, and uh, and it was. People people got their money worse when they came to the gym. Great environment. Uh, credit to, the, you know, the two programs for establishing this rivalry and, and people coming out. They want to see that game, and, and it's a credit to the kids, both here and at Nagani. Um, but just a great atmosphere, great win for our guys, and couldn't be happier. Well, Coach, looking inside the game a little bit, a 61-54 win for your squad over Nagani. It seemed like every time Nagani made a push at you, you had an answer. Tell me about your team's ability to hold them at arm's length. Yeah, well, it was, it was very similar to the first time we played them. I think in the third quarter back in January, we were up 14 at some point, and they, they went on a run, and we didn't have an answer for it. Um, we weren't able to stop the bleeding, and, and you know, we had a few defensive breakdowns, which you know we addressed, uh, you know, on on Wednesday in, in film session. 
this week playing them the second time of you know being aware of what they're trying to do where our help needs to come from where we want to try to force the ball and and put them in a situation they didn't want to be in and I thought we did a really good job of that for the majority of it uh you know end of the third quarter start of the fourth started to get a little bit tighter but yeah you're right we came down you know they'd make a bucket we'd come down and make a three or we'd get to the rim and get fouled uh, we made the plays to answer the run that they were trying to go on, and that was the difference in this game. And a lot of times in that type of game, that's going to de- decide who wins, is if, if you can stop the bleeding, if you can answer it, if you can punch back um, and, you know, wipe the glass and get the rebound and, and secure it and be strong with it. And we didn't shoot very well from the line, which is uncharacteristic for us, but we made enough plays. We were strong with the basketball. We didn't turn the ball over that many times. Uh, to come out with the win against a really, really good and well-coached Nagani team. Well, Coach, at one point you had a 20-point lead, 38-18, to and then Nagani put on a full-court press. Cam Carp was struggling with fouls, what have you. How big was he last night when he was able to come on the floor, not only be effective against their press, but play smart with those fouls? Well, it was huge. He, I, You know, it was funny. He picked up his fourth, fourth foul pretty early, and... He's the type of player that's he's a one-man press breaker. You know, you give him the ball, he's going to blow by people. And we got to do a better job of getting other people involved in breaking that type of press. But you know, when he was in the game, he was able to split it. And you know, we had we had a number odd numbered break most of the time, or else he would take it to the rim and finish. But um, you know, it was it was one of those games where I you know I, I handed the whiteboard to my my staff, and I told them to start coming up with different matchups when Cam is out of the game, who's going to guard who, if Cam's in the game, who's going to guard who. So I credit my staff, you know, I'm trying to coach the kids and, and, you know, especially defensively, tell them where to force the ball and things like that. And my staff did a great job of being there to, to set up those matchups in, in a time of, of desperation. Ty Lauterman had four fouls, Cam had four fouls, we had a couple other guys with three fouls. So it was a lot of navigating different lineups, different matchups. Um, and, you know, it, when I say team effort to win last night, it was not only the players, it was my staff. Well, Coach, you talked about the atmosphere that you get whenever you play Nagani. The Victor's Cup is on the line. Tell me about that atmosphere as compared to some other rivalry games you have, Escanaba, Kingsford Conference opponents, or anybody else that makes it a really fun atmosphere. Well, I think there's a few factors that, you know, them being 10 miles down the road is, is probably the biggest one of them. Um, you know, being two basketball powerhouses over the past decade, um, you know, we've, both Dan and myself, were really good friends, and uh, we actually go back, I, I've been coaching with him or against him for 20 years, and, you know, I think that adds a little bit, little bit to it, and, um, you know, we talked before the game, after the game, we were talking last night, as we were both watching the film probably on different things and um there's a lot of it you know just nagani has been a a powerhouse in basketball for years and you know we've established ourselves as the same so being being 10 miles on the road playing against nagani kids the student sections are always into it the fans there's a lot of people at the game last night that weren't marquette or nagani fans they were there to come watch good basketball and that's a credit to our kids a credit to our programs um, and we hope it continues for years, and it's something that we look forward to, and we have them on the schedule for a reason. You know, we dropped a lot of, of UP teams off of our schedule and picked up downstate teams, the Green Bay team, but Nagani is one of those schools that I don't think we'll ever be dropping them because of the type of basketball they play. 
Well, now you've got a week off before your regular season finale with Gaylord. Tell me about how you go about prepping for them and then for the tournament come March. That's the that's the uh, question that I need to answer for myself. It's figuring out, the, you know, a balance between getting better, putting some new stuff in. You know, not like we're over overhauling anything because we've you know we have a sixteen and three record, so something must be working. But you know, you got to put new tweaks in, some you know new baseline out of bounds plays, things that teams haven't seen really. But at the same time, let the guys rest up, get recovered, uh, get healthy for the tournament. You know, Gaylord will start preparing for them later next week. But you know, I'm going to giving them a couple couple days off. You know, this weekend, and uh, we'll get back on a Monday and. So looking at what we need to do to get better, um, let them enjoy this win for a little bit. The, the two-week stretch, uh, it's, it's a killer. <laughs> we got to find, find a delicate balance. Well, and during that two weeks until the tournament really gets going, you've only got that one game. Does that concern you at all, trying to keep the guys in basketball shape? Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, we found out last night that we're now the number one seed, so we're hosting but we still have to be ready to play. I don't care who comes into this gym; they're going to be, they're going to be a good team. So we got to get ready for that. So I talked with you know Dan Waterman about having a joint practice, practicing with them a few times, possibly scrimmaging with Escanaba. Um, you know, and I think you know trying to get that practice with Nagani. Just I think the kids will be excited, you know, just to hear a different coach's perspective and what we think weaknesses are of each team, and and try to just not expose the other team, but just let them know what we're looking at in film and what we're trying to make them do and vice versa. Uh, we'll learn a lot from that. So, you know, we've never done that before, and we're trying to work it out, me and Dan are, and um, just something different, something to, you know, spice it up a little bit this time of year. Um, you know, at this point of the year, getting creative, it's tough for coaches to, you know, get that that intensity in practice, but we're doing what we can to maintain what we have going. Well, Coach, I know the respect you have for Dan and for the Nagani program. From what you can gauge, do the players kind of have that same relationship, respect for the other program? I know they have the Sager connection there, but from what you're able to tell, do the players feel that same way? Absolutely. Um, you know, they highly respect uh, all of the kids at Nagani, and I, I would think the same for Nagani and the respect that they have for our program and you know, there's no chippiness. There's no, there's no like unsportsmanlike behavior or anything like that. It's 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 16, 17, 18 year old kids going out and battling for 32 minutes, and at the end of the game, you shake their hands and say, "Hell of a job!" And um, something that we're both proud of uh, to have that type of you know mentality towards each other, and um, we we strive to make each other better, and I think we did that last night. Well, Coach, you talked about how you're now the one seed in the MPR if the cutoff was today, and it will be this weekend. Is there anything that really could affect that, could change that, or do you think things are pretty much cemented the way they are? No, I think it's pretty much done, um, unless it was a typo or something like that. Obviously, beating Nagani with a 17-1 record or 16-1, whatever they were, uh, helped us immensely. Uh, Traverse City Central, they played Gaylord, who only has three wins, so that probably hurt them a little bit. So the fact we were only 7,000th of a point behind Traverse City Central going into last night, us winning, even though Traverse City Central won, you know, the opponent's winning percentage helped us immensely. And even if we'd have lost last night, I think I liked our chances of being the number one seed. Coach, lastly, give us an update on your JV, the freshman, the lower levels of your program. 
Well, they're still grinding. Um, freshman got one more game, I believe, against Gaylord. They're coming down with us. Um, you know, took one on the chin last night, but, you know, you're seeing steady improvement with those guys and getting better every day. And our JV team, same thing. They they were able to win last night against a pretty good Nagani team. Um, so you, we like the progress that we've been seeing, and, you know, it's going to be a, a busy off season trying to get those guys ready to play at the varsity level. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette. His team getting set to take on Gaylord before the tournament. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thank you, Tanner. Let's take a timeout more in a moment on ESPN-UP. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the outreach coordinator and certified athletic trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming girls basketball with head coach Ryan Riekel. His team one and one this week as they get set to enter the final week of the regular season. Coach, you picked up a game with Lake Linden Hubble on Saturday. You got a decisive victory there and then a tough one last night against Escanaba. Tell me about this week and where your program is at. Well, you know, this past week it was nice. Uh, you know, Lake Linden's been struggling this year and, uh, you know, a pretty tough matchup for them, and I was able to get uh, the girls some minutes and uh, an opportunity to start playing with them that don't typically do. So it was fun to do that, and then filled up the weeks pretty quickly. And then uh, we had to get ready for Escanaba this past Thursday or last night, and uh, you know they were uh, everything I thought saw on film, uh, super athletic. Uh, we struggled to match their uh, their offensive ability with their speed and. Uh, Nicole Kameen, uh, proved why she'll probably be a dream teamer and probably a mention in the next year or maybe even this year as a player of the year candidate, uh, cause she went on that 31 loss. Coach, I'm looking at some of your scores and offensively, it looks like your numbers are starting to go up or you feel like you're peaking offensively at the right time? Uh, well, we're, we're on the uprise. Uh, I think we're going to be a team that, uh, we're not going to reach our peak this year. Uh, you know, just too little too late, but uh, we are making the strides to get better and uh, put the ball in the basket a little more consistently. So that helps us, uh, you know, going into the district. So very well might have three girls that could possibly make the dream team on their roster alone. So uh, we have some tough battles coming up, and, uh, you know, we're up for the challenge, but uh, we really have to focus on our defensive end. Uh, we can't let you know, these dream team players go off for 30 on us and, uh, you know, expect to win. Well, Coach, you mentioned your defense, your shooting, what have you. What are some other fundamental strengths for your squad, and where do you want to see improvement? Uh, we share the ball. Uh, that's uh, one thing that uh, we've kind of established within this program is that the ball moves and uh, the open shooter gets to shoot. Uh, we don't really try to tell somebody they can't shoot. Uh, we try to encourage them to take a better shot within their abilities, uh, but for the most part, we uh, want to keep the ball moving, and uh, these girls do, uh, are, are willing to make uh, that extra pass, uh, even though they might have just made a shot, just to make sure we get an even better shot. Uh, where, we, where we struggle is at the free throw line. Uh, you know, we're very deficient there, and if we want to win a district game uh, or two, uh, we got to make free throws, because we're not going to go and blow Westwood out of the water. Uh, it's going to come down to the wire if we uh, have an opportunity in that game. 
and uh, we got to make clutch free throws. And uh, you know that's something that we're struggling at right now. And uh, right across the board, everybody on our team is. And uh, if we don't uh, develop some confidence over the next week, then uh, we will uh, we'll be in for a battle. And hopefully, that won't be a heartbreaker loss because we were deficient at the free throw line. Coach, a couple more tune-ups before you get ready for districts. You've got Manistique and then Kingsford. You've seen both teams already. Let's start with Mano. The way that game went, does that kind of give you a little extra edge as you get ready for him this time around? Yeah, uh, you know, we, we underperformed up there. Uh, credit to Manistique. They did some things and they had some energy, uh, which they always do when you go up to their gym. And, uh, they hit some shots early and hung around and, uh, but like that game, we missed two free throws at the very end of the game when it was 39 to 38. They were leading, and we missed two free throws uh, with just a couple seconds left, and uh, they ended up winning 40 to 39, or 40 to 38. So we have to do uh, we have to do some better things there. Uh, I think the girls are motivated for that game because uh, you know we felt like we let one slip away against them. And in Kingsford, uh, the first time we faced them, they had uh, without Brooke Regal, who uh, you know is an All UP caliber girl as well. Uh, not on the roster, uh, so uh, we like that she's going to be part of this next game uh, because uh, it's going to be no different than when we're trying to guard Maddie Kosky, so it gets us a little preparation to try to defend what they're going to do. And uh, Kingsford also has some taller girls, some strong girls that remind me of Patron and Miller and Profit that do some things that we have to really uh, make sure that we can uh, match their physicality because if you don't, uh, we're going to beat on you. And, uh, this is really a that last game of the season is a really great test for our, our girls uh, going into the first game in March. What's practice look like as you gear up for the back end? Uh, we haven't been healthy. I mean, we've had like one game this year where we had a full roster, I think. And uh, Becca Lohman didn't get to play last night. She had a stomach bug that was just drained her, and she was still actively sick while we were getting on a bus. Uh, she wanted to play, but uh, she didn't get to. So we, our lineups have had, our rotations have had to switch a little bit, but. Uh, you know, the practice has always been positive. The girls are coming ready to work each time, uh, trying to get better. And if you look at the first game to this game, we've gotten better. So, uh, you know, credit to the girls on the willingness to keep grinding, even though our record isn't as good as we want it to be. Uh, but they uh, keep getting better, and that's, uh, you know, as a coach, that's what you want uh, from the beginning and the end of the season is to be better and plus win some more games. But uh, that's one of the things you put on your list. Well, Coach, you hit the nail on the head. Your record might not be where you want it to be, but you've still got a dangerous squad. Your girls kind of brace that mindset that, hey, our record's not where we want to be, but we can be that team that no one wants to see. Yeah, I think we're you know, uh, we got girls that are athletically uh, gifted. Uh, you know, they I think we match up well with Westwood. Uh, their skill sets are uh, obviously better than ours, but we, you know, playing in our home gym, uh, spoiler, you know, taking the spoiler role, uh, it's a little uh, less pressure on our girls just to go out there and just play a game. Uh, you know, Westwood's got to come down to our gym, and it's a, you know, it's not a place that we, when I was playing at Westwood and coaching at Westwood, we didn't like coming down to Ishmael because it's just a different atmosphere, different type of setting that we didn't typically like. So uh, I'm hoping those are some variables that uh, help us. And then with the Westwood boys not being, uh, with Westwood boys playing up in Holt that same night, uh, that gives us a little bit of an edge with our student section, uh, you know, a few less fans for them. So that uh, hopefully that helps us out a little bit because uh, we're going to need everything we uh, possibly can, everything to go our way in order to try to get this win. 
Well, Coach, I was going to ask you your thoughts on the district draws and what have you because this is the first time we've had the chance to talk since they became official. But right now, is your focus solely on Westwood or give me your overall thoughts on the district? It's all Westwood. I mean, uh, we've always been that way. Uh, even in uh, previous years, it doesn't matter. It's always task at hand. Uh, with, uh, you know, if you watch college basketball, March Madness is insane. Uh, you know, you first round, first round matchups, uh, you see those heartbreak games, uh, you see Duke lose to a, a mid-major school, and, uh, you know, they, if you overlook them, your basketball's not fair to anybody, uh, they will, basketball break your heart really quickly. So, if you don't respect the game of basketball and respect your opponent, uh, you go to lose. Uh, and I know West would not help them looking at us as well. They're not thinking about, uh, trying to face a Gwyn or a Nagani in a district. You know, they're thinking about us at the same time because, uh, you gotta take the game. Because once that ball starts going in, it's hard to stop. Coach, lastly, give us an update on your JV, Coach Magnuson, and their season. Uh, they're 13 and 6 right now. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, he's had a girl pair ACL, another with a concussion, and then, uh, I pulled up Libby Corp, uh, earlier in the season, and, uh, he's, he just keeps grinding and keeps uh, doing what we want out of your JV program. Uh, he prepares like a varsity coach. Uh, you're not going to see a JV coach that prepares as hard as he does. He has scout reports. He does it just like the varsity does. And uh, that's been putting him in position to win. He's pulling out all the stops just to try to get some wins with this group. Uh, these girls keep growing, and uh, I'm excited to see what can happen uh, for the next couple of years with these young athletes we have. Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming, his team getting set to enter the home stretch. Appreciate the time as always, Ryan. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN UP. Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you. So every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk win girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. A big week for your squad, coach. Three games in four days against three really good teams. I mean, it's a tough stretch, a lot of highs and lows that come with it. Tell me where your program is after this week. It was a roller coaster, man. I mean, you know, we played Westwood on Monday and we went toe to toe with Westwood. We, you know, I felt like we controlled that game for about 30 minutes and kind of let it slip away at the end, you know, either of our doing or of just Westwood being a championship caliber team and, and able to fight through and, and get one, you know, kind of pulled from us. Um, but we felt really good, you know, after that game. We, we felt like we played, you know, toe to toe with, you know, kind of what I consider the best team in the UP. And uh, we felt good about ourselves, and then we turned around and we played Nagani on Tuesday and got a big win against Nagani. Um, I could see that we had a little bit of fatigue there, though, in the second half against Nagani. Um, it kind of started to set in a little bit at, at, at Nagani, and, you know, that was the first time we've beat them since 2014-15 season. You know, so that was a huge program win for us. And then we just kind of fell off the map in Gladstone on Thursday. Um, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to Gladstone. Um, they got that, you know, Crow 6-2 girl that's in the paint, and we couldn't make a shot, an outside shot to save our soul, and once they knew that we couldn't, you know, kind of make shots from the outside, then 
Crow was less apt to come out and, and try to guard you, and, you know, she kind of clogged everything up. We did a really good job against her. We held her to six points, but she made some really good passes out of double teams that led to open jumpers, and, and you got to, again, give Gladstone a ton of credit. They were making shots, and uh, we weren't, um, and our energy level just wasn't there, and I, I think a big reason our energy level wasn't there is because we played two of the better teams in the UP, you know, two nights before, so... Well, Coach, you held Westwood to 38 on Monday. Nagani didn't get to 30 against you on Tuesday, and then 43 given up to Gladstone. Do you feel like your defense is peaking at the right time? Yeah, you know, and we've been – there's different philosophies with defense, and um, last year we, we tried to game plan based on the team that we were playing, and I, I don't think we were very efficient defensively. This year, you know, we kind of – brought in some principles, some core principles, and we haven't really wavered off those principles, and I think it's really helped us. Um, obviously, some teams, those principles fit really, really well. Um, some principles, those, you know, it doesn't fit teams really well, but overall, you know, I think it's taken a little bit less um, prep time away from from the teams that we're seeing and more prep time into us and doing what we do, and, you know, I think those principles, for the most part, especially late, have held up. Um, really, really good. I think you got to kind of throw that Gladstone game out because, like I said, you know, we were late on a lot of things. We were late on our hedges. We were late on, you know, getting over screens. We were late on trailing, and, and I think we were late because, you know, we were kind of a half step behind, and if you're a half step behind defensively, that can usually lead to some pretty damaging things that happen. So, and, and you know, all said and, and done, you know, we still held Curl to six points. We did what we wanted against Curl. It's just their role players kind of stepped up and hurt us. Well, Coach, with all the fatigue, the wear and tear your girls are going through right now, what's the plan for practice going forward? Uh, it doesn't get any easier for us. we got a long road trip on Tuesday to Iron Mountain. Um, then we visit Westwood again, you know, go to Westwood on, on Thursday, and then we go to Nagani for our district opener on Monday. So uh, I gave the girls Monday, or I mean, excuse me, I gave the girls Friday um, and Saturday off, and then I told them that hopefully they're they're able to repair whatever they needed to to get repaired and you know they get they get healthier and we're not really hurt or anything but you know we're going to go at it now this this next week like we've been going at it and keep working on those defensive principles that we've been talking about and hopefully you know our our style our game our identity is better than the identity of the teams that we play well, Coach, I know you went one and two this week, but you went toe-to-toe with three really good teams. And, and on paper, someone might look at that and say, you know, and maybe it was just a tough week. But do you feel like your program's in a better place since we talked last week? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I do, you know. and um, If you would have told me going into last night, you know, before we played Gladstone, that we had a chance to go two and one this week, I think I would have took it running, you know, which would have meant that we would have either beat you know, Westwood or Nagani, and then we would have got Gladstone, you know. So, you know, to not get the Gladstone game again kind of hurts. Um, but ultimately, you know, we're not in the running for a mid-time championship, you know, and Gladstone's a team that we're not going to see come tournament time. So really what what that kind of, what that game, and what I told our girls after the game is that kind of just turned into a scrimmage, you know, a mid-season scrimmage. And, yeah, you want to win every game that you participate in and you play in and you want to be competitive, but, you know, if there was a game that, we could drop, I, I would think Gladstone was, would probably be one of them. Um, you know, again, it's, you know, don't have to see them come tournament time, and, you know, there's nothing that you really have to, to worry about about them in the future, you know, and obviously we got Iron Mountain coming up, and Westwood, you know, those are two teams that we could, could obviously see in, in districts, so you want to have a good showing, and you want to continue to, 
to keep fighting and keep taking steps forward, which I think our program did this week. Um, again, I think Gladstone is the outlier of that, but um, you know, I feel good with our matchups with Westwood. I feel good with our matchups with Nagani, and I think ultimately it's going to come down to us making shots and or them making shots, and, and that's going to kind of who who's going to come out of those games. So uh, we didn't make many shots against Gladstone, but again, I think heavy legs had something to do with that. Um, but yeah, I think you know you kind of got to throw the records out this week because I think we played better than the one and two record shows. Coach, your team's defense obviously has been key for your squad. Is continuing that, sustaining that high level of defense, going to be the biggest determiner of success for you going forward, or will it be a different aspect of the game? Well, I think defense is kind of the catalyst. Um, you know, if you can hold, we held Nagani under 30. I feel like if you can hold teams under 30 and we held Westwood under 40, I feel like if you can do that, you're obviously going to be in a whole lot of games. Um, and then you just hope, you know, I got two really dynamic guards and Marissa and Kurt, Emily Curtis, you know, and they were held in check against Gladstone. I think they only had 13 points between the two of them. But I think those are two girls that, you know, we can get going at certain times or, you know, they can go on stretches of themselves that can kind of help us offensively. So, yeah, I think defense is, you know, they say defense wins championships. That's kind of the old cliche. And they're kind of right to an extent. But, you know, if you hold a team to two points and you don't score, you know, that doesn't do a whole lot of, are good. So, I mean, you do have to have some offense mixed in there as well. You have to find ways to score, but I feel good if we can hold Nagani under 30s and, you know, we can hold Westwood under 40, I feel like we can manufacture enough offense to at least be in those games. Coach, give me your thoughts on the districts, because this is the first time that we've had the chance to talk since the draws were made official. Give me your thoughts on your matchup and the district as a whole. Um, If I'm being truthfully honest i think the mhsa did a did a really good job or took a big step forward in seeding um but i think they missed the boat in you know how they kind of drew those brackets um it's a 20 game season you know i think that you should you know give the the one and the two seeds you know the buys if there is a buy obviously in ours there is there's two of them so i feel like the one and the two seeds have earned that right you know to earn that buy and i think if you're the one seed you should have home court advantage um obviously it worked out for us this year, or it could work out for us this year. If we can get by Nagani and then, you know, go to Manistique and get one there, then we would host, you know, that championship game. But, you know, if, if I were in Westwood shoes and being the one seed, I, I would think that, you know, I should have a home court advantage. And they do it in football, you know. You know, the, the best seed or the best team that comes out of that, that district gets, you know, home field advantage for at least those first two rounds. Um, you know, could you imagine you know, Ishming being 9-0 and or 8-1 and or whatever they were this year and then having to go on the road to, you know, West Iron County. Um, I think there would be a lot of people, with, you know, that would be up in arms about that, and uh, rightfully so. Um, so I, I hope that they fix this going forward. I think the seeding is a great thing. I think they should probably seed 1 through 6 if it's 6 teams. Um, the numbers are there. You have a system there, um, and you might as well go ahead and, and do it the whole way. So I think the MHSA did made a good step moving forward in seeding. I just think I hope that they, they move forward and, you know, they, they give the one and two seeds the, the rightful due. And if you're going to seed one and two, I think you should probably seed three, four, five, and six then. Coach, lastly, give us an update on your JV program, the lower levels of your program, what have you, as their season starts to wind down. Um, JVs are still kind of struggling for us. Um, like I told you, I think last week, you know, we got more wins this year than we doubled our win total, more than doubled our win total from last year. So that's always a good thing. Um, but when you're talking about two wins to five wins, you know, that's not necessarily a good thing. But 
Um, it's looking like basketball. Um, last year was we had trouble getting the ball past half court. We had trouble passing. We had trouble dribbling and obviously shooting. Um, this year it's actually resembling a little bit of basketball, um, which is refreshing because you know that means that you know maybe I have a little bit of a chance moving forward to to mold them and make them in, into something that is at least competitive. So um, it's a work in progress. We continue to work with them. We continue to, to be on them. Um, and uh, hopefully that's going to lead us in the right direction. And then we've still been running our Saturday mornings. Um, we got two more Saturday morning Saturdays that we run with our youth, our elementary. And then I do something a little bit different in Gwynn. Um, we, in the month, you know, the middle of March through the end of April, we want run kind of an inner uh intramural scrimmage, you know, league where, you know, we pick up teams amongst the girls within Gwynn and we set up schedules and we keep standings and we have a tournament at the end and um, the girls really enjoy that and, uh, you know, we try to keep everything in-house so that we can stop them and tell them what they're doing wrong and try to fix things as opposed to the travel ball scene where it's, you know, refs kind of te- you know, not telling them exactly what they did wrong, so... You know, we do our intramural, you know, program coming up, and that's kind of our feeder program into our middle school and then obviously our high school. Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwynn, his team gearing up for the home stretch. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for all you do, Tanner. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Now you can combine big boys' big goodness with big room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need, and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. A reminder that if you missed any of our interviews, the show is available on demand at ESPNUP.com or with the ESPN-UP app. Before we sign off, let's take one last look at the UP scoreboard for this weekend. On the boys' side of things, Menominee will visit Gladstone tonight. Meanwhile, Calumet is home with Gwynn. Iron Mountain Boys welcome Hancock. Ishpeming is at Manistique. Lakeland and Hubble home tonight with Jeffers. Dollar Bay will welcome Republic Michigami. Barragas at Ewan Trout Creek. Meanwhile, Wakefield Marinesco hosts Waters Mead. Ironwood is home with Mellon of Wisconsin. Forest Park hosts Park River Harris. Carney Nado is at North Dickinson. North Central is home with Norway. Superior Central welcomes Munising. Rapid River is at Midpen. Brimley will visit Engadine. Newberry entertains Detour. Rudyard is at St. Ignace and Cedarville will be home with Pickford. On the girls' side of things, not nearly as full of a slate, but we have some quality games nonetheless, including Iron Mountain home with Kingsford. Besimer welcomes Ironwood and Munising at Superior Central. Tomorrow, Goodrich will visit St. Ignace. Don't forget, we've got Westwood girls basketball here in ESPN-UP this evening. Pre-game will get going approximately 7 o'clock with tip-off set for 7.15. It's my hope you join me and Jared Kosky for that. It's going to be a fun one. Always is whenever Westwood goes to Nagani. Lakeview Gymnasium provides just such a fun atmosphere. You heard both Coach Kirk Corcoran and Coach Mike O'Donnell talking about that one, previewing that matchup for us. It'll be a fun one and you can hear it right here on ESPN UP. With that, appreciate you tuning in. Let's call it a day. I'm Tanner Hoops for ESPN UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.